Later this month, Canada celebrates Freedom to Read Week, always an important event, an annual one to encourage Canadians to think about and reaffirm their commitment to intellectual freedom, something that sometimes we take for granted and really never should. Now, Canada is no stranger to battles over what books should be included or taken out of school libraries or reading lists. And the topics is back in the news these days. Thanks to an American case in the U.S. after a Tennessee school board recently voted to pull the Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel Mose and its cat and mouse retelling of the Holocaust from its school curriculum. Joining me with more is Emily Knox. She's an associate professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and author of Book Banning in 21st Century America. Welcome to the show, Emily Knox. Thanks for being here. Thank you. We have Freedom to Read Week coming up here in Canada Canada later this month. Um, And I'm curious because I'm not sure whether it's social media or whether just people are paying attention. Um, And I know these issues do cross borders, but are we seeing an upswing in demands to have books removed from schools and libraries? Yes, absolutely. If you contact the American Library Association's Office for Intellectual Freedom, they have had a marked um, increase in the number of challenges and uh, that they've received, the uh, reports of challenges. What do you think is driving that? So I really think that we are in a an inflection point in the world, in our, especially in the United States, um, looking at <clears throat> we will be a um, majority-minority country in 2040. Um, we have had a backlash uh, election of Donald Trump after the election of Barack Obama. Um, the murder of George Floyd, I think, was a huge inflection point for thinking about race in our society. But of course, that had built up over many years with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and we just are not sure what's coming. So this is really a fight over what does it mean to be a citizen? What does it mean to um, know your history? How do we inculcate val- values into the next generation? Um, that's really what I see with um, all of these challenges that are happening now. And how does that translate into words on a page, especially when it comes to stuff such as, or even pictures on a page when it comes to kids' books? So what I really look at are reading practices. I am interested in understanding the practice. What does it mean to read something? So the way we think about reading in the West is really that reading is fundamental. So that's, of course, the cliche that's always used. But we actually mean that. So after the George Floyd murder, what happened? We sent out a book, a bench of book lists. Um, you can probably rattle off the books that were on those lists yourself. Um, what do I do in my classes? I essentially give students a bunch of things to read. Um, that's not a mistake. We actually think about reading as something that can change who you are as a person. It is an important aspect of the education process. Um, And in my book, I trace this to the understanding of um, scripture and the Reformation, the doctrine of sola scriptura, you know, this idea that there is nothing between you and your salvation. If you read and you read correctly, 
you will be rewarded um, for all time. And we don't talk about it in religious terms anymore, but in fact, the way we talk about reading and also books still has this somewhat sacred valence to it. There is no greater compliment often than they read a lot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> even to this day. Yes. Uh, um, how does that translate then from such deep respect to such deep fear of what's on that page? Those are the flip sides of the same coin. So the reason why I study censorship uh, as a practice is that it tells us about how important reading is. Reading can both make you a good person, but it can also make you a bad person. It can also harm you. So uh, books are really these objects that many people consider should in contain truth, and that is truth with a capital T. Um, and if they don't contain that truth, then lies will be spread because that is what reading does. <clears throat> it gets lodged in your brain and uh, you, it becomes part of who you are as a person. Images are interesting because you'll notice that, um, for example, here, the book Mose was just um, uh, banned in Tennessee. Another book that's been on the uh, lists are Fun Home by Alison Bechdel, also Gender Queer. These are books that um, live in this liminal space. What is a graphic novel? Um, how is it a novel? How is it graphic? Um, what are the images on the page? Uh, how do they change how we understand text? How do we take those in? Um, <clears throat> I tell my students, I teach library information science. You know, when you go to your local public library, you don't always know where you'll find those graphic novels. They are in the 700s, which is, of course, nonfiction. That's for Dewey Decimal System. Right. Or they might be in... Uh, the YA section under fiction. Um, they might be in their own adult section. Um, they don't, we don't really have a good way of categorizing that book, those books. And I would say that the images themselves um, bring a new meaning to the text when we see them. I mean, Mouse was an, or Mouse was an interesting, because if I read about it correctly, it, it wasn't banned for what it, for what it's about, which is ostensibly the Holocaust. It was banned for the nudity of the mice. Is that right? So apparently it was actually banned because I believe it's uh, Art Spiegelman's mother died by suicide and she oh. is found nude in the um, bathtub, not as a mouse in that particular um, frame. But actually, that makes it even worse, right? It's, it's in some ways um, not even understanding what Spiegelman is trying to say in that work. If the focus is on someone who's died by suicide in a bathtub, their nudity is incidental. And that's, but it also tells us that there are many things that are uncomfortable in that particular work that is about 
of work about trauma, generational trauma. Actually, a lot of these works are about generational trauma. Um, and that's very difficult to discuss, right? How do we, how do we tell our children about harm that goes on for generations, even when the immediate threat is gone, um, the way that you take it up, you know, because this is how your mother ultimately died. Like, um, is she in fact a Holocaust victim, even though her suicide took place many years after the liberation of the camps? And who gets to decide, I guess, becomes the, becomes the issue there. Is it a parental issue? Is it an educational issue? Is it both? And where does the line come? Yes. Um, and I guess that's a difficult debate. What have you found? So I, I can put this in the U.S. context. In um, The public education movement has always been contested in the United States. Um, we are true believers in education starts at home. And, uh, you know, when we're one of the few countries where you can just take your children out of school and homeschool them, which is unheard of in many places. Um, actually, some of the people who are engaging in these challenges are not necessarily people who have kids in, in the school. Their kids are homeschooled. Um, tells you how it's about the community and not just the school itself. Um, but part of being in a society is that we do give up some parental say over how kids are educated. Um, and we say, no, we have decided that these things are important for all children to know even if their parents may not agree with it. And that's always very difficult. I mean, I think that just goes to the heart of what um, is happening with these challenges. Um, <clears throat> we are saying that, um, yes, you might have learned something different about our history, but this is really what we are trying to tell students about our history now, has a different way of thinking about um, how we got to where we are now today. One of the things I was curious about is, are we seeing a wider spectrum of people now from different political leanings, for instance, objecting to, to different books? And, and where are we seeing that happen? So most of the challenges that are happening currently in the United States are really... Um, from the right. So those are conservative um, challenges. However, if you look at the list from the American Library Association, you will see that there are sometimes challenges from the left. Um, these are often um, about the author themselves. So Little Bill was on there for a while. Um, or they're about stereotypes. So um, for many years, Monster, which is by Walter Dean Myers, would show up. Um, how are Black people portrayed in books? That's that's always a big issue. Um, one of the most interesting ones I looked at was uh, Brave New World. This is actually in my book about um, about Indigenous people being called savages um, in this very classic work of literature. 
Um, so that does happen. Um, I would say that those are still for the same reason. They are about how powerful reading is. It's just a matter of which truths um, are coming through in reading. And um, I'm not sure what will be coming through now. Most recently, the discussions have been about books about gender identity, um, especially books from trans um, trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Should those be included in libraries? Um, these are actually difficult questions to answer, but um, almost everyone in the Western world thinks books are important and that reading is important and that reading can change, can lead to your flourishing and will have an effect on you as a person. Um, so I'm sure we can all think of books that we don't want someone to read. Um, I, I will actually do a very non-controversial one. Mm. Uh, when my mm. nephew was little, he loved Peter Rabbit. Right. Now, if you have not read Peter Rabbit in a long time, Peter I have not. is a very bad bunny. He disobeys his mother. Right. And he goes to Farmer Gregor's farm. And I remember reading this to him. He was tiny. And I was like, please, when your mother says for you not to do something, please, please make sure you don't do that. <laughs> um, and I didn't want him to, uh, you know, uh, do what Peter did. And I was like, oh, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing where... I'm reading this to my nephew. I want him to know that this is a value I don't want him to have. I want him to listen to his mom when she says, don't run out into the road, you know? And I had to make sure that I said that. I mean, he was tiny. He just loved the story. Yeah. Um, but I think that's important to think about because we all have that sort of response to different stories and, and books. To reading things we don't we don't necessarily agree with and wondering what right. impact they're going to have especially on young readers i'm sure yes yes what about social media because i see a lot of this now and social media has had such a polarizing effect on on many debates what kind of effect has it had on this debate so what's really happened is that it's made it easier for people to find each other there have always been group books groups that have challenged books my colleague Lorena Gaffney has an excellent book on um, conservative activism and groups um, that challenge books. But social media means that you can find people very easily. You also hear about books being challenged. So I don't think we'll hear much about most being challenged anywhere else. But, uh, you know, you can get the list and say, well, does my school have these books? Are they on my curriculum? And then you can look and see and you can do a challenge and then people will support you. Um, it's fairly easy to find the list um, of books that your kids are reading. It may even come home to you at the beginning of the school year. Um, so it's, it's made it easier to find community of like-minded people who are worried about particular books in school. 
Emily Knox, an associate professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and author of Book Banning in 21st Century America. Thank you so much for your time and your insight. Sure. Today.